Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 96 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Another very busy week, we've been scorching boxes, feeding fondant and the honeypore hives have arrived and that's got me super excited for the coming season. Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. I have a question for you. Do you ever get distracted? I sat down this morning to have a think about this week's podcast, and it's just turned midday, and I'm only just starting to gather my thoughts. Through this morning, I've not so much procrastinated, but rather self-distracted myself. First up was coffee, let's face it. Without a drink, you just can't sit at a computer. Then emails. It doesn't take long, but the minutes do stack up. One of the emails got me thinking about embroidered badges for my bee suits, so I then spent some time searching the internet for cloth badges. So here's an insight into how my brain works. I saw a picture of comb in a frame, and then got distracted by the thought that I had some wax in the appy melter from last night that should have cooled down and set into a nice solid block out to the garage to check on that wax block. Good news, it was set and looks great, but then I got distracted by the badge on the bee suit. Remember a moment ago I mentioned I was thinking about embroidered badges? Well, back to thinking more about badges. I wandered back inside and looked at the dirty plates and cups that needed washing up, so that was the next task. At least I'm scoring brownie points, I tell myself. Then the phone rings, and this leads into a very long story that we don't have time for now, but a couple of years ago I went along to a local council meeting about a commercial food manufacturing unit that was being built, or possibly being built, and then rented out. At the time, I was going mad for our homemade granola, which was selling really well, and I thought I might start larger scale production. Anyway, to cut a very long story short... It was the guy that I spoke to originally about those units, and they were seeking what they called further expressions of interest. Anyway, the conversation turned to the all-important question of how much it was going to cost me. Around £1,200 per month. I'm sure that's really great value for money, but I can buy an awful lot of beehives for £1,200 a month. Anyway, it turns out these units won't be ready for at least another couple of years, so there's no rush on the decision. But it did distract me and got me thinking about what floor area we currently have at the workshop. And to be honest, we get great value for money as we are, thank you very much. This was followed by another coffee. If you look on Twitter, you'll see a picture of the rather large selection of dark roasted beans I currently have, including some that I brought back all the way from Scranton, Pennsylvania which I'm told is the location for the US version of The Office, a show I've never really got into because it made me feel so uncomfortable, but that's yet another story. Finally, I sat back down to consider today's podcast and realised it would soon be lunchtime. There was an awful lot of procrastination in between all of those distractions, and I managed to lose a valuable half day being really, really busy, if you know what I mean. Anyway, let's crack on with today's podcast. Yet more cleaning work at the workshop this week. We've been sorting through boxes, cutting out more frames and rendering the beeswax from old combs. 
It's important to do this on a regular basis through the season, or the precious beeswax will quickly turn into food for wax moth, as we found out to my cost. The workshop is getting very congested now. It's about 90 square metres, and I could really do with twice that amount through the winter, just to get everything inside and dry for repair and renovation. Pete has some bees at the back of the workshop, I think I've mentioned that before, and they've been really busy in this very mild weather. Lots of bees out flying, and a small amount of pollen now coming in from the snowdrops, and I suspect the hazel that's starting to flower. It means they'll be using a lot of energy, and will need to be checked to make sure they have enough food to get through any cold weather that might suddenly turn up over the month of February. While I'm thinking about it, if you're listening to this other than via my Patreon page, you're probably at least a month late. Could I persuade you to consider signing up to our Patreon page so you can get each podcast on the day I release it? Returning to the topic of feeding fondant, do remember that your bees will doubtless be different to other beekeepers and each colony will be using their food stores at their own rate. If someone says that their bees have eaten all of the fondant they were given, it doesn't naturally follow that your bees will have done the same. It is, however, worth going out and taking a look to see how fast they are getting through their stores and whether you need to add another block of fondant or not. Sticking with the subject of fondant, I've been given a few boxes of the Zucan Appy Pasta by Paul Beardmore at Happy Valley Honey to try out again. This is the basic fondant, not the one with the added amino acids and vitamins that we've used before. The good news is our bees are taking to it as readily as the Appy Pasta with that added protein. Happy Valley Honey are in part sponsoring this podcast and supporting me in producing our podcasts And in return, I'm very happy, please excuse the pun, very happy to promote their range of fondants and liquid feeds. If you need to get some ready-made fondant that's great for your bees and will help them grow into strong and healthy colonies for the start of the new season, then do take a look at the Happy Valley website for full details of where you can get hold of this Appy Pasta fondant. I know that there are now several stockists around the UK that can supply Appy Pasta, which, if you're local to one of them, will save you a small fortune in courier costs. Alternatively, get together with a few friends at your beekeeping association and place a bulk order to split between you all. It's called Zucan Appy Pasta, and I'll leave a link to Paul's website in the podcast notes. Just don't leave your bees and hope they'll survive. Check on them regularly over the next four to six weeks and give them the very best chance of a great start into the new season. On Friday last week, the pallets of honeypore Polly Langstroth hives arrived at the workshop. We were all really excited to see it arrive, but the weather decided to give us a few challenges, and it lobbed it down with rain for a good period of time as we were trying to unload all of the stock. I am so excited to be collaborating again with the honeypore team. We're going to be starting from scratch again, and it couldn't be more timely. Here in the UK, Polyhives are becoming more available, the quality is superb, and if well looked after, these hives will last a lifetime. There are lots of polyhives out there now, as I mentioned, so what makes these honeypore hives so special? Well, firstly, honeypore have been making these polyhives for a long time. They have in fact been running their own commercial beekeeping operation, 
while integrating the polyhives for over 40 years. The great thing about that is that they've been able to test out the hives and refine the design with the beekeeper in mind. I often hear beekeepers say they wish whoever it was that designed a particular beekeeping product had spoken to actual beekeepers before they went into production. Well, that's exactly what the team at Honeypore did, and it shows in the resulting equipment. I do have to remind everyone at this point that Honeypore have sent me all of this equipment for free to test out and to make a season-long series of videos, starting with showing how the kit all goes together. But having said that, I'm now exclusively buying Honeypore kit from Paul at Happy Valley Honey here in the UK to build more colonies and apiaries. We will still use the existing wooden hives, nationals and commercials that we have, but any new hives purchased are going to be the poly hives. So what do we have to look forward to? We've currently got a pile of hive components stacked up in the workshop ready to be put together. These simply can be glued and pushed together, no screws or nails. An alternative to gluing might be a screw in each joint to hold it fast and that would enable the box to be disassembled in case of something like woodpecker damage. I might try that with half of the boxes and see how we get on. It would be good to compare how they hold up. Remember, here in Norfolk we don't really have the kind of constant deep freeze in winter that many of you endure, so any issues around gaps in the joints would be minimal. That said, the honeypore hives are so well constructed that the joints are super tight, so I don't think it will matter at all. Once we have them put together, and remember to follow the videos that will be posted first to my Patreon page and a week later to my YouTube channel. Anyway, once they're put together, we'll need to get them painted. We'll be using some masonry paint. This gives protection against the elements. Remember, expanded polystyrene has pores in it, so even though it's a dense construction, water can still leach into the open structure. Painting it prevents this from happening. I've been gathering up a team of painters for the task. So far, I have five of us. With any luck, I can hand out the paintbrushes. Oh, wait a minute, I've only got four paintbrushes. Never mind, I guess I could always manage the project instead. But maybe I'll have to show Willing and get another paintbrush. There's nothing worse than having someone walk around and point out the bit that you missed. They might just down tools. I intend giving all the kit two coats of paint, so that will take two days' worth of work. And once that's done, we have to turn our attention to making up the frames. I'm really interested to see how we get on, because we've been supplied with some plastic frames that have plastic moulded foundation in them. Now, I've never used plastic frames before, and I know it's plastic, which is rightly getting a lot of negative attention at the moment, but the theory is these frames should be reusable for years and years to come. You just scrape them back down to the hard foundation and start again. I'm told they work best if you coat them with a thin layer of wax first, so I have a cunning plan to bring them home and put the frames in the appy melter, that's my warming cabinet, and heat them up a little bit to keep them nice and warm and then brush on some molten wax. Hopefully this will mean it's just a thin layer of wax that the bees will jump on and build lots of comb from. We'll see. Once that's done, we'll be setting out the hives in a brand new apiary and populating them with bees. The plan is to use the nukes we already have in our own existing honeypore nukes 
and also carry out a couple of shook swarms to convert from a different size frame into the Langstroth hives. It's a simple process that works really well, but you do need two very important components, and I've talked about this before. It won't work well unless you have plenty of bees and plenty of resources. That's food. So I'll be shaking full-size colonies into these boxes and giving them a feeder with plenty of sugar syrup. I fully expect we'll see brood boxes filled with drawn comb in somewhere around 7-10 to 10 days, if all goes to plan. We'll have a brood break, which also means we can treat with oxalic acid to kill off any varroa mites that may be present. And that's a nice bonus. I'll show that on a video as well. The key to that is to plan ahead of the day and get everything ready. So do sign up to the Patreon page videos, subscribe to my YouTube channel and listen out for more updates as we get cracking into the start of the new season. Oh, and I'm still looking for a distributor for the honeypaw hives in the US, so if you're interested, do drop me a message. Well that's it for this week. If you haven't checked out my Patreon page as yet, please do take a look. Your support would be very welcome. That's www.patreon.com forward slash Norfolk Honey. Thanks for hanging around until the end of the podcast. Have a great week and we'll catch up next time. I'm Stuart Spinks and that was Beekeeping Short and Sweet. Sweet.